Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Welcome back into the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Zach, how you doing this week? Doing great. Doing We're, great. How are you? Good. The Titans got a win. It looks like uh, the weather's going to hold hold off for the Atlanta Braves game you're going to this weekend. So the Vols uh, got to win. The Vols got to win. Yeah. Uh, so did Alabama, but you know, that <laughs> kind of happens, right? Mm-hmm. I will say, I think I've said, I may have said this on the podcast. I think I watch more Tennessee Vol football than I do <laughs> Alabama football now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I mean, you can't help but root for like. Yeah. Man. It's a we story, were, right? Yeah, we were shooting a wedding, and the reception was going on then. And so, you know, we don't get to watch much college football at all. Or I say I don't get to watch yeah. much college football. Yeah. Sarah does not care. Um, but <laughs> at the back of the barn was this guy. I went out to change out a, one of my lenses, and I had put my bag on the opposite side of this this large barn. I go out back, and there's this guy who has his phone leaned up against the barn watching the last two minutes of the Vols game. So I sat there, and we watched it. So stressful. And Just he did the guy weep. Did he weep tears of joy? Oh man, he was like, you know, uh, just going crazy, you know, just like punching the air, jumping up. I mean, he was, he was uh, very excited. That's a won. big, it's a big deal. Yeah, he was pumped. It's a big deal. So yeah. it, this podcast is a big deal too. So we're yes. we're ready to go this week. We are um, three weeks down, going into week four. Zach, let it, let's kick it all off with our all-pro team from last week. All right. Week three, all-pro team. Your top quarterback was Lamar Jackson. And no man, doubt. Man, he had 45.60 points. Did you know that? 45.60 points. And uh, I think I had some kind of info on this guy somewhere. I can't remember where it was. Um, oh, yeah, here it is. The most rushing attempts by a quarterback in a single season in NFL history, 2019, yeah. Lamar Jackson. This is for the whole okay, yeah, season. Uh, he had – oh, wait, 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 wait. This is more – I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is all about Lamar Jackson, but this is Jalen Hurts. This was the Lamar Jackson stat I had. In 2019, he had 863 passing yards, seven touchdowns. 27 rushing or rushing attempts for 172 yards and one rushing attempt. And that year, I think he won the MVP. That was wow. for through his first three games. This year, he has 749 passing yards, 10 touchdowns, two interceptions, 243 rushing yards, and two touchdowns already. So he is surpassing uh, his 2019 numbers. So he is uh, – He's on it. There he was is, a, he's looking good. I heard – on one of the radio shows I was listening to, they were before at the beginning of the season, before it started, they were talking about betting lines. And I don't, I don't, I don't play those games. Um, I'm not smart enough, but apparently the odds for Lamar Jackson winning the MVP, um, it was a really, really like a tasty bet. Like yeah. you put, put a little bit of money down on Lamar. If he pulls out MVP, you're going to make some big money. And uh, the guy on the radio was like, if there was anything I'd take a flyer on, it's this one, because you never know. Yeah. And, uh, man, it's looking pretty good right now. Yep. Yeah, so 45.60 points for Tecmo. They got to be loving that. And then your top wide receiver, Devonta Smith, for mm-hmm. strong side, 31.50. Did you start him? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. 
And then your top wide receiver was Mac Co- Mac Collins. And can Matt we Collins. go ahead and call him Matt Collins? Because Man. I'm not going to be able to do this. The, uh, the entire Titans game, I just kept hearing Matt Collins. Matt Collins with the catch. Co- hey, Matt so uh, yeah, our own manager, co-manager of the West Coast Wombats, Matt Collins, uh, 30 points. Yep. Eight receptions, 158 yards, and a touchdown for the Oakland Raiders. Ridiculous. Sorry, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Cameron <laughs> picked him up, and uh, I think that's fitting with Cameron and Matt working together. Yeah, so uh, Matt, pro- yeah. Matt probably told him to. Yes, <laughs> pick, pick me up. Pick <laughs> me up off uh, Your top running back is Herbert for Greco. What a treat he has! Thirty-two point fifteen points, one hundred and fifty-seven rushing yards with two touchdowns. Um, I don't know was if that, was that one of his him. big. Was that one of his big fab spending? No, did he? I don't think Herbert was not out there. Herbert was not out there. Herbert uh, wasn't drafted. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, maybe check on that. Keep, one keep going. I'll check on it. Yeah, you check on that while I'm running this down. Go um, but yeah, Greg had him on his bench last week. He will definitely be playing him this week. I'm sure. Uh, your other top running back. Everybody's probably happy to see this. Derek Henry of the Almond Brothers, 25 point, 30 points. Uh, your top tight end is Mark Andrews. Kevin has him, 28 point, 90 points. Your top flex player was Marquise Brown, 28 points for the East Coast Wombats. Your top kicker, uh, Greg Zerlin, 18.50 points. He was a free agent. Tecmo picked him up. Uh, top DST, Philly. I meant, yeah, Philly for 24 points. East Coast picked him up. And, uh, yeah, we felt felt the pain of that with the matchup this week mm. uh, or last week. And your top IDPs, here we go. Uh, this is a safety for Houston for Kevin, who uh, just signed him. Petrie, we want to say P I T R E. Anybody sure. out there in Houston? Go sure. Holland was the other one, 22.50 safety for Miami for East Coast Wombat. So we had two safeties leading the way for IDPs. Roquan Smith, 22.50 for Kevin. And Josh Metellus for Minnesota is a safety, 20.25 points. He was filling in for Harrison Smith. And he's still a free agent out there. And then uh, Wilson, the safety for Dallas, mm. uh, 18.25 points. He's a free agent. And uh, Pace picked him up. He is filling in for Curse, I believe. Is there J. Ron Curse? Yep. So uh, bringing your total to 371.95, which is our lowest so far last week, being our highest, 409.55. All pro. Khalil Herbert was drafted in the 12th round by Greco. Okay, Greco. So bargain. Yeah. And you know what? Greco's going to need him because he lost DeAndre Swift. And uh, the holder of lotto tickets, Pace, has uh, Jamal Williams, I believe. So we'll it's, it's Swift out for sure. I'm pretty sure he's going to be out. Yeah. So. All right. Well, hey, let's chat a little bit more about some of the players as we take a trip around the league. Let's take a trip around the league. Zach, I don't have a lot of NFL news this week, but I think it's a good time now to overreact a little bit about fantasy football. So I want to, we're three weeks in and I want to overreact about the first round of our draft. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's do it. I I went through it this morning and uh, I just want to really quick run through our first round and where these guys stand after three weeks. Okay. I like it. So big orange bullies pick Jonathan Taylor. He's the RB 10, 46.9 points. Cameron took Christian McCaffrey. Who's the RB 11 with 46 points. So right there together, Jordan Awanazin took Najee Harris and probably the first big surprise of the draft, who is the RB 19, 37 points. Kevin White took Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver 10, 
54.6. Tecmo took Cooper Cup, who's the wide receiver, two, 82 and a half points. Jake took Austin Eckler, who's RB13, 42.9. H&F took Dalvin Cook, RB24, 35 points. You feeling good about that right now? I'm hoping he can turn it around. Uh, he was having a great game last week and got injured. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of stinks. Classic. He was, classic. He was definitely going to have over 100. Good, good job having Madison on your bench for sure. Oh yeah. Um, Almond Brothers, Derrick Henry, who's the RB 14, uh, 42 points. WCW Jamar Chase, who's wide receiver 14, 54 points. Strong side Joe Mixon, RB 16. Greg Code DeAndre Swift, RB 5, 50 points. Pace, Travis Kelsey, who's the tight end two with 55 points. Ryan Risher with Stephon Diggs, who's the wide receiver one with 85.4 points already this year. Wow. And ECW with Saquon Barkley, who is the RB one with 67.8 points. So the 13th and 14th pick of the first round are wide receiver one and running back one in our league right now. Man. So if we redrafted this league based on points right now, Big Orange Bullies would have taken Stephon Diggs, Cameron would have taken Cooper Cup, Jordan would have taken Saquon Barkley, Kevin would have taken Travis Kelsey, Tecmo, Jamar Chase, Jake would have taken Justin Jefferson. There's a reason I'm going through all this. H&F, yeah. DeAndre, Almond Brothers, Jonathan Taylor, WCW would have taken Christian McCaffrey at the ninth pick. Um, strong side Austin Eckler at 10. Greg Coe, Derrick Henry at 11. Pace, Joe Mixon at 12. Ryan Risher would have taken Najee Harris at 13. Dalvin Cook would have gone at the 14th pick. Now, there's a lot of other players in the league who are doing better than some of those. But a couple things I want to point out. Number one, there's a 50-point difference between Stephon Diggs and Dalvin Cook after three weeks. 50 points. Out of the top six picks in the redrafted first round, five of them are pass catchers. Only one is a running back, and mm. that's Saquon Barkley. Um, so maybe Ron Richard's strategy wasn't so bad. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I just thought that was really interesting that uh, it seems like wide receivers are really gobbling up some fantasy football points. Um, knowing that, do you still think running backs should go so heavy in the first round? I think that the ones that get the catch the passes and that get majority of the catches, or I'm sorry, have majority of the rushing attempts, then I think so because that they are so – they're they're tougher to get. There's not as many of them. So that, that's why there is a premium on them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, wide receiver is not a bad strategy to go. There's some good running backs as we've seen that are, we're taking late that have paid off so far, but uh, still early in the season. So we'll see how it goes. But as of right now, yeah, those wide receivers are looking solid. And I think it's really hard to tell on running backs anymore because um, the guys that you think may be the, the bell cows or the starting running backs, uh, the season starts and sometimes they're on the bench. They, right. Teams yep. kind of go with the hot hand and uh, you got to kind of get lucky. So I yep. thought it was interesting. Some of the best value picks 
Uh, Cordero Patterson is the RB6. He went in round four to the Allman Brothers. Uh, why did why did Cordero Patterson not sit at the top of lists? Was it the quarterback change? Everybody was worried about it? I just think that Atlanta has a very negative um, – trying to think of the word I would say there, but um, no, it's like narrative it's like maybe, a, like a like negative – it's like yeah. drafting a New England running back. You just yeah, don't like, right. Yeah, and it was just kind of just crazy how he came out of nowhere, and there was a lot of talk that he wouldn't be able to replicate it and that he can't handle that. So Looking um, pretty good. Yeah, he's looking all right. Some other guys, James Robinson uh, went to Risher in round nine. He's the RB3 right now, um, which he talked about that last week. Um, you know, ATN went earlier than James Robinson. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire went in round six. He's the RB4. To Tecmo, Zach Ertz is the tight end four. Went in round eight to Cam, and Amon Ross St. Brown is wide receiver three. Went in round five to Cam, and last Christian Kirk, who is the wide receiver six, went in round seven to Jake. So, congrats to those guys for uh, picking out some some bargains right there that are high up on the list. Yes, definitely. Um, speaking of picking out some bargains, Zach, it's time for show me the money. Show me. The money. All right, we kind of had a big week this week with uh, Fab. We had some players uh, coming off the board. Um, let's start off here with, wow, there's been a lot of moves this morning. Goodness, Suggs, you've been making some moves. Yeah, I had to retool the, the IDPs today. Wow, okay. All right, let me uh, scroll down this list. I thought I had it. but uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, yeah, here we are. All right, uh, Samaje Piran mm. went to the Big Orange Bullies for $13. Hey. Um, and let me see if they had any competition. They did. Golden Eagle Football Club, Cam, $10. Pace in your face, okay. $6. Okay. Uh, to so, Big Orange Bullies there. Well played, well played. Yeah. Uh, Zay Jones went for $6 to us, H&F, Pace, uh, also bid six had the lower waiver priority mm. so we we got zay kim's crew also put in five matt collins of the west coast wombats and also plays for the raiders went for ten dollars to cam kim's crew put in five dollars um as a competing offer and let's see if there was anybody else oh donovan wilson the safety for dallas went for seven dollars to pace in your face wow big orange bullies also bid seven dollars lower waiver priority though so pace how about that yeah, so Pace gets uh, Donovan Wilson there. So I think that's it. Um, Zach, you guys kept the trade game going again this week with Kevin White. That is two yeah, trades. You want to talk it. about that? Yeah, yeah. What's your opinion on it? Uh, uh, I don't have an opinion because I lost the screen of what the trade was. We so. traded Z We traded <laughs> J.K. Dobbins from Baltimore who just came back Sunday for Tony Pollard. Yeah, I think I think that's – it's a balanced trade because I think there's there's uncertainty on both sides, right? So I think you're right. both taking a shot. I think that um, Tony Pollard is probably the better get than Ezekiel Elliott now. Um, and J.K. Dobbins, if he's if J.K. Dobbins is feeling good and, and playing well, I think he's he's uh, he's gonna. I, I think you know it's either, either one of you could win that trade. I have right. no thoughts. Do you? Yeah, we just had we we had Tony Pollard last year. We really liked him. I just think that Zeke, I was really hoping he wasn't going to do well on a Monday night, but he looked good, you know? I yeah. mean, so um, 
just kind of, <laughs> yeah, JK, he's going to get his, uh, his carries once he gets going. They're just probably being a little bit careful with him uh, this first week, maybe this week too. Yeah. I think he'll be good. So I texted Kevin White and asked him how he was feeling about two weeks in a row trading with H&F Industries. And he said, <laughs> he said, uh, I worded that interesting, right? <clears throat> yeah. He, he said, I'm feeling very good. If Jefferson will get back to being Jefferson, it's all good. Right. Herbert's yeah. ribs will be a nagging injury and leave him susceptible to a serious injury. Right. Dobbins will get better with each passing week. And when a fresh Hopkins comes back, he'll go off. So Kevin's feeling pretty confident about his his trade action there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, good on you for keeping the trade game going when nobody else trades. Yeah, snooze fest. Like, I just want to give a couple tips, too. I feel like we I need to do this every year. But whenever somebody in the league sends a trade request, if they send it, maybe – on that little message thing down there, just drop a message if you're not texting and say why you rejected the trade or maybe text that person mm. and tell them like that person's off limits. It's just not happening. Um, I've heard from multiple people when they send a trade, it just gets rejected and they don't hear any reasoning why. So um, I, I think it's just like good etiquette. If you can just put a message in there and just say, Hey, we're not trading this guy at all. He's not even up for trade, you know, at least let them know that instead of just rejecting it. Or, you know, obviously you can counter, um, or send them a text or something like that. And if anybody needs any numbers, uh, anybody in the league, uh, send me a text and we can work it out. Yeah, yeah, definitely text people and let them know you made a trade offer because I don't check that. Yeah, um, a lot of people so don't have on notifications. Surprise, yeah. Yeah, or emails or anything. So, yeah, text them. Yep. Good deal. All right, Zach, let's uh, close this thing out with some picks of the week. Picks of the week. Zach, Yahoo has this listed as rivalry week. Did you pick that? Did you I make did. that happen? I did because of the Wombat Bowl. Uh, and I wish I could have picked a different time but uh, or a different week, and I wish I could have set it up to where, you know, you kind of had the rivalries going. Um, but this was it. This is when the computer picked for them to play, and this is it. This is the, this is the rivalry week. And you have um... – you have made some stone cold locks of the week. How are you doing yeah, on those? I'm two and one. I was really pulling for Jake to win um, with mon Sunday night, Monday night games, but it wasn't meant to be. It was close, but uh, I'm two and one on my locks of the week. You should have just made one. I know it was a mistake. I should have never double dipped. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right. Well, hey, let's start rolling uh, picks of the week this week. We'll start with strong side and pacing your face which is probably fitting for us to be as far away from the matchup of the week as possible since we're the bottom of the barrel of the league right now. Uh, Zach, I'll always pick myself, first of all. Uh, Tua is questionable, but I do have him in the starting lineup for the first time this year. I just couldn't start him against Buffalo last week. Um, right, yeah. But he's in the Thursday night game, so I'll know tonight if it was a good, good uh, shot. He's in a shootout position in the game he's playing. Uh, Mike Williams – has Keenan Allen coming back, which isn't great. Uh, but I'm not impressed with Pace's running back, so I'm going to go with strong side. I hate to do this to you right off the bat here. But oh, no. uh, Pace, is, Pace is getting his first win this week. Um, and this, this is going to be my lock of the week. And that's the bottom line. What? Because Stone Cold said so. I'm really hoping. I'm really hoping Tua does well. Uh, I think you got a good team, good matchups and stuff. But I think that Pace is due. Um, 
I think he's got a good roster. He's got Jamal Williams over there. He looked really good. Yeah. And um, the only thing that worries me just a little bit is um, Kansas City going up against Tampa Bay. Defense has looked awesome. He's got Mahomes and Kelsey. So that could work in your favor. Um, DJ Moore needs to wake up or Baker or somebody over there on your team. So, uh, yeah, no doubt. DJ, man, tough, tough sledding right now for that guy. But anyways, I'm going with Pace. Up next is H and F Industries versus Donut Stop Believing. Both both teams are two and one. Zach, you were one week into the Justin Herbert experience, and he did all right. Uh, he has Houston this week, who held Russell Wilson and Justin Fields to fourteen and six points. But I think Justin Herbert is not Russell Wilson or Justin Fields. The problem is you're facing Ryan Risher, who has Tom Brady who is going to play Sunday night football this week. Uh, Dalvin Cook's hurt. You do have Madison ready to go, but uh, I'll throw it back at you. I think Risher has more firepower, so I'm going to pick Risher this week. Yes, if I would do another lock of the week, it would be Rish. I've been doing locks of the week, but I'm not. I'm not not playing it again. I don't want to do it, but I do think that Rish will beat us. We've got too many questionable players, too many injuries. Like I said, you know, we're H&F Industries uh, injuries right now. Yeah. Up next is Greg Coe versus the Golden Eagle Football Club. Uh, Cam has an injury issue. Amon Ross St. Brown, Christian McCaffrey, TJ Hawkinson, Greg Dortch, all questionable. He does have Cam Akers, Zach Ertz, Adam Thielen, and Matt Collins, not to be confused with Matt Collins, on his bench. But he will have to keep an eye on this week to make sure he fills his roster right. Uh, Greg Coe's been through it, too, with Swift and Schultz on the bench. But I think if Cam plays the injury game right, I think he's going to pull it out. I'm going to go with Cam. It looks like Greg's starting his $40 man, Garoppolo. I, you know, I've been wanting to ask Greg. I've been meaning to text him and ask him if he really meant to put the zero at the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Nice. I'm serious. If he was just yeah. like, forget it, I'm taking Garoppolo. Um, That's funny. But anyways, yeah, a lot of question marks for Greg. Don't know if Waddle's going to play tonight. Um, Davis is hurt. This is this is a, quite the injury matchup here. Um but I think if 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 Greg can get all of his guys healthy, I like his matchup, especially with Herbert and and uh, thankful. I guess he's got to be thankful he got Conklin too, because that guy's looking really good. That was a great pickup for him, getting sixteen point forty points this past week. So I'll go with Greg. Yeah, he's playing the waiver wire game big time. This yeah, year, he is. So. Greg's not playing around. He's throwing he's throwing the money down. Yeah, he's man. Money down. Yep. Up next is Isaiah 40-31 versus the Allman Brothers. Uh, The Allman Brothers finally started rolling last week. Jordan dropped his first game of the season when Risher, as he said on his call last week, hit cruise control and just won the game. So uh, Risher had a great call of the week last week, by the way. Um, I thought thought it was um, extremely well prepared for Risher on that call of the week, for sure. Yes, yeah, that was great. Um, I think James and Blake are leaning heavy on Tennessee with three players in their lineup. Uh, if Devonta Smith is hurt, which he's questionable, A.J. Brown's going to have a big game. But if you look at point production from these lineups, I think the Allman brothers have a lot of guys um, who took a couple weeks off, but they're starting to produce. So I think the O-Train's going to roll this week. I go with the Allman brothers. Hey, wait, wait. Did you hear that? Hear what? I think it's the O-Train. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's a long intro. <laughs> okay. That's right, CMB <laughs> Fantasy League. The O-Train is here. You guys may have thought that we were a fluke bro or whatever Jake wants to come up with to make himself sleep better at night. But let me just tell you, Luke, bro. like any good train, we take a little while to get rolling. And you may have thought to yourself, why this year? Why are they so far behind? But if you notice, Mr. Henry, the king, he finally put those wheels to the track, got the coal rolling, got a big week. The tight ends, did you hear that? The tight ends. That's right, Kyle Pitts. He did it, did it big, as well as a few other people who really stepped up this week for the Almond Brothers. So I just want y'all to know, like a good old coal train, it may take a little bit of time to get rolling, and it may have to build up its speed. But let me ask you this. Have you ever tried to stop one of those things? That's right. Once that thing's in locomotion, it doesn't stop, baby. It's going to keep rolling. And next thing you know, it's going to roll right through your team and the rest wow. of the league. Wow. That made, me, that made me uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Wow. Something about <laughs> James, James's voice in that. I don't know. It made me uncomfortable. Oh, me. Well, I, hey, I'm, I'm, glad, not, I'm glad they're back. The O-Train's back. Yeah. I'm not going to change my pick. I picked the O-Train. So, yeah. What's your what's your pick? Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. After that, I'm definitely going with the O train for sure. Nice, o train, nice. Well done, James. Well All done. aboard. Welcome back. Yep. Welcome back. Hey, do you have the bumper for the O train? I do. You want to hear it? Such a, yeah, yeah. We got through it. All right, here we go. Yeah. It's been a while. Clickety-clack, clickety-clack, <laughs> what's that sound coming down the track? It's, it's the, the O-Train. That's right, boys. I guess I should say also to Cam, who is new to the league, the O-Train, I really don't know how to describe it, except that the Allman Brothers had a year to remember last year, and uh, the O-Train was born. And, yeah. Um, it makes appearances. <laughs> that's all I can tell you. I so, love it. Uh, yeah, that's, I love it. That's it. There's, that's that's really that's pretty much what it comes down to. So, but yeah, I'm picking the Almond Brothers. Up next is Kemp's crew at two and one versus your worst nightmare at one and two. Uh, the one positive I see on Kevin's team is that Minnesota is playing New Orleans, which I think really sets up for Cousins and Jefferson to do something. Uh, but I really don't think this one's close. Uh, Jake has Josh Allen going shot for shot with Lamar Jackson. Uh, and aside from Jefferson and Mark Andrews, I just think Jake has a better team. So I'm going with Kim Screw. Yeah, I really like Jake's matchup here. Josh Allen going against Baltimore, whose secondary is terrible. And um, I think New Orleans defense is pretty good. I think we're starting them this week, so we need them to do well. Um, but once Cousins and Jefferson get going, it's going to be some trouble. It could be this week, 8.30 a.m. Sunday. Oh, is no. it exactly like a London or whatever? It sounds like a London game. Oh, man. Don't, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to go with Jake this week. Um, I, I just think uh, Josh Allen's going to absolutely tear up Baltimore. Yep. 
Zach, on any other week, this would definitely be matchup of the week. You've got the Big Orange Bullies in second place going against the Tecmo Power Runners in first place, and there's only eight points separating the two. Um, that would have been a great matchup of the week. Yeah. This week. Yeah, this is a big matchup. I mean, I would play the bumper twice, but I don't want to hear Ross for that long. So, mm, yeah, um, yeah, we'll get to that later. Um, Zach, this one's going to be close. Lamar Jackson is running into the buzzsaw. That's the Buffalo Bill, Buffalo Bills. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but Jalen Hurts is running into the buzzsaw. That is the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with them. Um, these two teams are just stupid good. Um, they're both QB and wide receiver heavy. Big Orange Bullies, I think, has the edge at running back and tight end. Um, Zach, how did Chase and Carver end up with Lamar Jackson, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, and Jonathan Taylor? Right. Great drafting that's, there. That's crazy. Carver. Yeah. Um, so I go Big Orange Bullies this week. I think they jump into first place. Yeah, I think uh, – yeah, this is this is tough. I do – you wonder about Zach Wilson coming back with the Garrett Wilson – um yeah 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 and in the flex spot and also at the same time uh, i'm pretty sure that tom brady's getting back most of his weapons this week you know mike evans mm -hmm. is coming back from the suspension so gage is not going to be putting up or getting yeah, yeah how many yeah. ever targets he got last week so uh, i don't know about that in their flex spot there surely they're going to put uh what's his name the uh the backup for the Bengals there the running back backup, Samaj P. Run, right? Something like that. Yeah, they pay big money for him. So pay big money. So if he plays, if Mixon's out, maybe they'll they'll put him in there. But um I think that they just got too many question marks right now over on uh, Big Orange Bullies. I'm going with Tecmo. All right. Well, Zach, it's time. It's time for the, for the matchup of the week. It's finally time. Tuck your shirts in. Stop your yelling, because it's now time for the What's crack a Dogs Matchup of the Week! Zach, never has a bumper applied more than that one does to this matchup. Yes. It is the Wombat Bowl. 2022. 2022. East Coast Wombats versus West Coast Wombats. And I think it's only appropriate to um, to just – let's just throw it on out there and let's, uh, let's talk to Ross. Ross Garrison is our call of the week. It's time for the call of the week. All right, we are joined by Ross Garrison of the East Coast Wombats. Ross. Can you can you give us a what's crack a lacking big dog to start this off? What's crack a lacking big dogs? There we go. All right. Is anybody around you right now? Could they hear that? Yeah, there's a bunch of people. <laughs> okay. Hey, what is the uh, what's the status of your uh, co-manager Reed right now? We had some preseason drama. Uh, can you clear clear the air before we? clear that i've got to address a few things oh okay go ahead breaks my heart they counted us out they didn't believe in us 
but God did. <laughs> you either win with us or you watch us win. And that's what every single person in CMB did last week was they watched us win. <laughs> Matt Suggs counted us out. Zach Henson counted us out. <laughs> Saquon didn't. Jake didn't. And the thing that I'm mainly concerned on addressing today is the fact that Ryan Risher counted us out. But God didn't. <laughs> what? Ryan Risher has not been on the entire podcast for over a year. And But before I say that, it's, it's very important that the whole entire CMB realizes that uh, uh, this is a statement from uh, the great Memphis poet, Moneybag Yo. You never get anywhere by being the nice guy. And that is what I'm trying to prove today. Ryan Risher has not been on the show for over a year, has not listened apparently to the show for over a year, then all of a sudden comes on to the show and gets his own segment. <laughs> and, and, comes on and, and the segment is going to be, oh, I'm going to be have this great positive segment. And great about every single team. And then gets to the East Coast one that says that has, has never done anything to Ryan Risher. I just hope, I want to say this. I hope Ryan Risher sells houses better than he drafts players. Um, gets on here and talks great about every single team. And then gets to the East Coast Wombats and says, we're going to get the ice bucket challenge? That's the best thing to say about us? <clears throat> So let me tell you right now, new beef in the league. <laughs> new beef. With the guy that doesn't even know what his, the name of his team, he, he, he has a different name every day. You know, that's ridiculous. Wouldn't want to buy a house from that guy. Uh, <laughs> I am now siding with Jordan Iwanazon. And I, Jordan, I'm glad that you didn't shake this guy's hand. <laughs> and I was pulling for you last week, Jordan. Oh, me. Nobody believed. Last week, I did. Saquon did. Jake did. We've got the best running back in the league. Oh man, two hundred and I think over two hundred points last week. The most points scored in the week league, league last week by ECW. Hey, uh, Pace. I think Pace picked you guys too. That was it, Jake and Pace. Pace did. <laughs> Do you feel better? Get that off your chest. Partially, I've got some other stuff I've got to get oh, off. Oh, okay, yeah. we'll, sorry. We'll get, we'll get to that later. We'll get oh, to that later. I mean, you um, can. Uh, well, yeah. it's 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 a it's a it's a more important thing. I know that you wanted to talk about the situation with the my other manager, um, vice president of operations, Reed. Um, uh, I will say this: uh, the call to start uh, the Texas Texans running back last week, which scored us 18 points, that was my call. Okay. So. There has been um, – so I've been take, – I've taken more of a bigger role this year. Um, Reed is still helping out and making decisions, but um, I've had to step up and make a lot more decisions and a lot more um, management choices um, this year than in, in the past few years. Okay. All right. So so things are good, though, with East Coast Wombats right now. They're okay. They're, they're okay. okay. They're All okay. Right. After, after, after last week – we're headed in a better direction. <laughs> okay. Um, tell us, where were you when you heard the the track that uh, Courtney dropped? Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. that was the next. <laughs> that was next on my list. 
Where were you, uh, and and uh, what's going through your mind? Were you alone? Were other yeah, people I was, around? I was sitting in my office, um, and heard it come on. And when I first heard it, obviously I recognized exactly what song it was um, by Kanye West. And I was pretty much just in shock and blown away um, at uh, what he did and at um, the talent. And, um, you know, I've thought about this for several weeks now. I've thought about um, the situation between ECW and WCW. Um, I've thought about um, just everything that's happened over the past several years. Uh, the fact that ECW and WCW has carried the entertainment for this league for the past three years. And um, I know that probably 99% of people in this league are not cultured, but that 1% being Courtney <laughs> will know what I'm saying when I say this. Uh, a couple days ago, uh, there was a GMA interview with uh, the art artist formerly known as Kanye West. And Kanye was, uh, several years ago, Kanye had an interview with a guy by the name of Sway and basically went off on Sway saying, telling him that he didn't want to listen to what Sway had to say and that he couldn't do what Sway was saying. And then fast forward now to this interview that Kanye's in a few days ago, and they brought that back up, that situation. And Kanye said, look, Sway was right. I should have listened to Sway. And for Kanye to eat a little bit of humble pie made an impact on me. And so today, and I'm going to eat the humble pie and say, Courtney, that was very, very impressive. And I am now extending a hand out of peace from me as owner and CEO of ECW to WCW. Wow. Breaking. Oh, that will never happen. Hey, Ross, I have a text from Courtney. Can I read it to you? I'm sure. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it says, breaking trade request from Best Coast Wombats. Oh. Ba Baker Mayfield for AK. Is East Coast a real Baker fan, or are they just faking like they do everything else? Ooh. Well, I'm not going to – I'm I'm not an idiot. Uh, I know I'm a Baker fan, but not uh, enough to uh, get rid of AK. So, Ross, do you think that Baker is being held hostage on the West Coast Wombats? Thus, he knows that is that is kind of why his play has been so bad. Do you think if he oh, leaves yeah. the West Coast oh, yeah. Wombats that he will start he, playing better? If he's on any other team, he would be playing better. Uh, he, he, you know, I had the opportunity to talk to him uh, after the draft, and uh, he was very disheartened that we did, that we weren't able to draft him. So um, we did have that conversation. How long do you guys plan on holding Deshaun Watson? Uh, until he until he starts, until he plays and and uh, wins us a championship. All right. Wow. So, what is that? A week eleven? Yeah, it's uh about <laughs> about eight weeks away, nine weeks away. <laughs> All right. So, hey, you guys are playing the the West Coast Wombats this week, the 2022 Wombat Bowl. Who do you have winning this week? It's going to be close. Um, it's going to be close, but um, just like God believed in us, I'm going to believe in us, <laughs> and we're going to prevail. All right. Hey, um, anything else that you need to get off your chest? Anything else that you wanted to go over that we've missed? Uh, 
just the fact that Ryan Richard knows nothing about what he's talking about. And um, if he continues to have a segment on the show, <laughs> the whole entire podcast is just going to go downhill and it's going to crash and it's going to be horrible. Uh, are there anyway. are there any needs for the uh, East Coast Wombats? Uh, always trade wise. Uh, yeah, tight end, uh, wide receivers. Um, <laughs> we've, got, we've got well, maybe not wide receivers. Probably more tight ends and uh, maybe quarterbacks. We're going to see how this week goes with Aaron Rodgers. Um, he had a little bit of a bounce back, but um, but yeah, tight end is probably where we need uh, the most help. Um, I really think I really think AK is going to turn it around. I think uh, you know we've got Saquon, which is looking like a stud. Um, so the real question is how is H and F handling getting beat by East Coast Wombats? Yeah, we we're going to change our name to H and F injuries after that week. That was <laughs> that was horrible. So yeah, congrats on the win, y'all. You guys put up a uh, quite the number there. It might be the highest total so far this year. So oh, we hope you enjoyed it. It was a good week. Yeah. Especially being able to beat you. So. All right. Well, Ross, thanks for joining us. The matchup of the week, the 2022 Wombat Bowl this week. Everybody will be watching. Ross, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. See you. Thanks. See you, Ross. Uh, Zach, Ross brought it this week, man. Yes. Absolutely yeah, yeah. brought it. I, I mean, I don't think God cares about fantasy football. <laughs> I'm going to throw that out there. Like, <laughs> I don't just, think so. But uh, but man, that was that was entertaining. So that was all over the place is what that was. Yeah. Um, well done. New, new. Uh, who who was uh, enemy there with uh, Ryan Richard? Yeah. Wow. Ruffle yeah. some feathers. Yeah, we'll see how yeah, nice. What Rich I like talks about, about you. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Rich ain't gonna like anything about that call. Oh man, that was funny. Um, um, and hey, showing Courtney some love. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to happen, but that was nice. I mean, we'll that was we'll a, see. We'll see if uh, Matt and Courtney reciprocate. Yeah, that love. Uh, I I have my doubts. Yeah, yeah, I have my doubts. But uh, Zach, both teams are one and two. ECW and WCW. Here's what I see, um, and I don't want to start friction in my office, but ECW just has some better matchups this week. I think, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to break out a big game. Uh, and and I th- he's going against a New England defense that's just bad. Uh, Saquon Barkley is the best running back in the league, and Chicago gave up 32 points to Aaron Jones. Um, I like the Curtis Samuel pickup. I think WCW is leaning a lot on Cincinnati, who you never know, but they play Miami this week. Um, so I'm going to go with ECW. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at this matchup. It's going to be big tonight, you know. Yep. Quite, you know, with uh, Cincinnati going up against Miami, they got Burrow and Chase. I've heard some people saying that, uh, you know, defenses are figuring out Chase. And so, like, your guy like Joe Mixon might have a big night tonight um, catching some short passes or something like that. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, Burrow and Chase can connect and get it going. I, I really think West Coast can win this. I like their matchups. They've got uh, Chris uh, Olave, is that his name, from New Orleans, who mm-hmm. has been just – looking awesome on yep, that one he has. um and i'm still kind of curious to see how kamara does this week um mm-hmm. he really didn't look that amazing last week mm-hmm. with 15 for 61 so uh i'm gonna give i'm gonna give the nod to west coast on this one i think they're going all win. right so we're going back and forth on that yep uh ross i showed you some love i know you're hot and bothered about not getting any uh early, earlier so uh 
well done on the call of the week. Zach, it's been a fun episode today. Uh, I think yes. uh, I'm excited about week four. Make your picks, guys. Uh, I am atrocious at league pick'em uh, with yes. eight total points. But Jordan and Jake are uh, up at the top, tied. Uh, Jake came storming to the top with a five and two week and cams right there behind them. So make your picks this week. Zach, you got anything else? Yeah, I do. Actually, I had a couple notes. I was going to say about some players and totally had it on the wrong window. Jaguars running back, James Robinson tore his Achilles almost th exactly nine months ago, um, mm. this week. And he is the only player that has a rushing touchdown in each of the first three weeks of the season. Wow. How about that? That's unbelievable. That was from uh, field Yates. Hey, nice. that's like tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Hit that. Don't we have that? Is that a thing? Tweet of the week? Tweet hey. of the week. There we go. The other note was Austin Eckler has 80 rushing yards through three, three games, which is uh, mm. just baffling right now. And uh, the one thing I was going to that I was on before was about Jalen Hurts, the stat. Most, most rushing attempts by a quarterback in a single season in NFL history. Number one, Lamar Jackson in 2019, he had 176. And in 2020, Lamar Jackson had 159. In 2018, Lamar Jackson had 147. This year, Jalen Hurts is on pace for 210 rushing attempts. Wow. Hey, he's playing ball, man. He is. He is. And the last one I have is Cam Akers averaged 5.3 yards per carry this week in week three, which was the first time that he has averaged more than 3.7 in a game since returning from the Achilles injury. So maybe Cam Akers yep. is uh, turning the corner. So Here he goes. That's what I got. Tweet of the week. All right, Zach. Good luck, everybody, this week and uh, week four in the books. Next week, we will not have an episode. I'll be at the beach. You going anywhere next week? Yep, we'll be out of town, too. So heading out to the, the Bravos game this Saturday. Hopefully, we can get a win. Yep, absolutely. Big series for the Braves this weekend. Yes. Go Braves. All right. We're out.